Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. I'm Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you can join us. Before we get into the Word, LaCharles, can you open us up in prayer? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord. I just thank you for your unending grace and mercy, Lord. Mm-hmm. I just thank you for allowing us to have fun, Lord, and just being fun and just giving us your grace and mercy so that way we can continue in life, even though we've made mistakes, mm-hmm. and we can always come before you, Lord, and repent, Lord. Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the knowledge so that way we don't have to make every mistake, Lord, the same one over and over, Lord, but giving us the understanding to learn from our mistakes and never make it again, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everybody. I uh, I don't know about you all, but I am excited to continue our study in Romans, and we are going to go over the same set of scriptures as yesterday, so um, if you're just just listening to this it's not a repeat you, you didn't accidentally click the wrong wrong one <laughs> this is part two if you will of the first okay. 15 verses of romans so could i get a volunteer to reread romans 1 verses 1 through 15 please i will all right promise paul a bond servant bond servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated from the gospel of god which he promised before through his prophets and the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son Jesus, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness, by resurrection from the dead. Through him we have received a grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among, faith among all nations for his name, among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ. To all who are in Rome, Beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means not lest I may find a way in the will of God to come come to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts, that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but was hindered until now, that I might have some food among you, just as also the other Gentiles, just as among the other Gentiles, I mean. I am a debtor both to the Greeks and barbarians, both to the wise and unwise, so so as much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. Thank you, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, sir. Um... So as, as we normally do, or as is our custom, I want to open the floor up to each of you to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, all right? I'll give you the opportunity to share it with the group and ask any questions that you have, all right? Okay. So, 
promise. You mentioned that you had something to share that we didn't get to cover last time. So why don't we start with you, sir? Okay. First, I have a question. Is the dad the one who owns who owes the debt, or is he the one that debt is owed to? He's the one who owes the debt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh. You understand? Yes. Okay. Wait, he owes the debt? Yes, he yes. owes it. So he has to repay it, <laughs> sir. Okay. Right, so, so if you purchased a house or a car or something, right, and you took out a loan, you are the debtor. Right? Okay. You own the debt. You have to pay or repay the bank back for what you borrowed. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. All right. First, I want to talk about the Lord's talking to me about verse 13. Wait. Yeah, verse 13, where it says that I might have some fruit among you. Wait. Skip up to the beginning of verse 13. Now, I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often planned to come to you, but I was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you, just as among the other Gentiles. The Lord is showing me that that's also the reason why the Lord is holding Paul back from going to Rome. It was so that Paul didn't end up sowing bad seeds inside of the Romans, and then the Lord's... So, Lord's got to send Paul back or someone else to come back and uproot those seeds that have already been planted. Well, I, I'm, I'm sorry, were you finished, baby? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my, okay. You have these long my, pauses. Mom, right? you can go. No, it's okay. Complete I want to hear what thought, you have to sir. say. Yeah, complete your thought. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that Paul is going to sow corruptible seed bowls. Lord's going until Paul was able to talk them talk to them in a certain manner so they didn't receive he might have been trying to plant a good seed but how they received it might have corrupted the seed their ground might have been stony not fertile and lush okay i mean there could have been a, a, a myriad of reasons why the lord was um might have told him there was a better time and season to be there um but the secret things belong to the Lord. There mm-hmm. are, God is able to work all sides of everything to make sure that when we listen to him and we walk with him and we're patient, he gets the glory and that all things are done well and in excellence. So I like how aware you are of staying inside the grace of God so that you don't offend the Lord mm-hmm. in what you're doing and you're on the lookout for that. So I appreciate it. And I want to you to add to your thought process and that's for everyone add to your thought process grace we don't take um liberties with what belongs to the lord in the fact of being careless with how we treat the message that he gives us or when we deliver it it should be directed by the lord but also keep in mind that he is a good god and his mercy endures forever and he will make sure that when our heart is willing to be obedient and to be pleasing to the lord he'll guide our steps He'll order them so that the right time comes about where we are able to minister the gospel in whatever form that God desires it and that the person is prepared and ready to, to receive and that all things are done well so that he is glorified by it, but he is satisfied with the results. Yes. Okay. And then the Lord is talking to me about verse 14 where it says, 
I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. So the Lord's showing me it wasn't literally that Paul was in debt going, Oh man, I've done something that I can't get out of. Mm-hmm. But what he was talking about was not necessarily that he owes them, but that what he meant by he was in debt to the Greeks and barbarians was that he had to sow the gospel to, not sow the gospel, bring the gospel to them. Yes. And that's not like actual physical money, though it mm. sometimes may be that, but it's spiritual. Okay. Do you think maybe um, Greeks and barbarians and wise and unwise people helped Paul? Yes, throughout his Molly, times that's why mm-hmm. i said it's not only natural but spiritual mm-hmm. uh-huh. think about the word obligation being applied there more so than debt might be more fitting to wrap around you felt like an obligation to them does that make sense yes thank you anything else not right now <laughs> okay <laughs> No, that, thank right. you, sir. That was that was good. And there's, because there's also this. All right, let's consider let's consider this for a moment. All right, he points out, Paul does right in verse thirteen about the having fruit among you, just as among other Gentiles. Right, this goes back to what he's already saying in verse. Well, and then it continues. Right, how he's a debtor to both Greeks and and Jews. Right, but it goes right back to what he begins with in verse one who he is, right? He's Paul. And then he says that he's a bond servant of Christ, right? Yes. yes. So he's always a bond servant to all. In verse 13, it's about he wants fruit among them just as he has with other Gentiles, which goes back to the second part of verse one, called to be an apostle, right? And so in this, he's also identifying or revealing to them who he is called to, right? Because let's not forget, Paul was both a a Jewish citizen and a citizen of Rome, right? Yes. And, and we see that that created some some concern for for others that had him dealt with that not as a Roman citizen, and and then when that was revealed, right, there was of course concern for the people that had dealt with him in that manner, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So, so he's revealing to because remember he has not yet been to Rome. He has not yet ministered to them. This this letter is being or his epistle is being written and sent prior to his arrival. And don't quote me on this, but I, I believe it's, it was approximately a year before he arrived in Rome. So people had time to. Uh, I'll say it in this way allow the Holy Spirit to minister to them or to to mull it over, right? To meditate on it. And what was being said by the Lord through Paul in this letter, which which is important, right? So again, he identifies who he's called to go minister to and considers them of the same group of people, right? And then, yes, there is also the other aspect, just like Christ said, right? People that, that contributed to the ministry and the work of the ministry, right? to further um, the bringing forth of the gospel in places, right? Yes. Ministry is great, and it's great to do the things of the Lord. And there is a a monetary component to it, 
right? It's, it's different today than it was then, right? But there is a cost to get the word out, right? And the Lord always provides those things is what I'm saying, right? But there's a, there is that aspect to it. So he's a, he says he's a debtor, right? First to God, but then also to, to people that have contributed to help further the work of the Lord through him, right? To promote, to, to proclaim the gospel to all, in this case, to the Gentiles, right? And so then in verse 15, you see him clarify and say, I'm ready to preach the gospel, like he, in which he has been saying, or first states in verse 13, like, hey, I've tried to get to you, and I'm ready. Like, I'm, like that was his desire. He wanted to do what the Lord was calling him to do. Right, of course, there were hindrances, and we talked a little bit about that yesterday, right? But we see also, let's let's back up a second, because Paul is establishing structure and order here, right? First proclaims who he is, as we were just covering, right? And then he says, or he's a bondservant of Jesus Christ, and then he is called to be an apostle, an apostle of Christ. And he's separated to the gospel of God, right? But we talked about this structure and this foundation that he is, or that the Lord through Paul is being used, Paul is being used to establish, right? And create this structure. But then we see in verses three through six, he really solidifies the foundation, right? Which we can go, before we read that, I want to read in 1 Corinthians 3. Right? Verses 10 through 15. Uh, 10 through 17. Can I get a volunteer to read that, please? I can read it. All right, Kyla. You said 10 through 17? Yes, 1 Corinthians 3, 10 through 17. According to the grace which God has given to me, as a wise master builder, I laid a foundation, and another is building upon it. But let each man be careful how he builds upon it. For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man builds upon the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it. Because it is to be revealed with fire... Yeah, revealed with fire, and the fire itself will testify will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built upon it remains, he shall receive a reward. If any man man's work is burned upon burned up, excuse me, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Mm-hmm. So, again, with structure, and, and we saw that in Corinthians, right? You need a yes. foundation, and that foundation is Christ. And there's other scripture that says the, the foundation was uh, laid upon the apostles and the prophets, Right. Yes. But then it says further that that foundation is Christ. So let's come back to Romans. Verses 3. Oh, so there's a preempt there in verse 2, right? It says, 
He is separated by the gospel of God, and then continues, which he promised through his prophets in the holy scriptures. And then verses three through six, he lay Paul is helping to I'll say define or, or make clear the foundation which is Christ. Right? So could someone reread that? No, actually I'll reread it. Right? He is helping to again clarify for any and all that would read this who the foundation is for this temple. It was also the chief cornerstone, which is Christ, right? Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. Through him, we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name, among, from, among whom you are also the called of Jesus Christ. He's making it very clear, right? Because this, again, he is setting the tone for the remainder of this letter. And right off the bat, right out of the gate, if you will, he is laying the foundation and making, again, clear and evident to all that foundation is Christ. And, and even what he says about himself, he introduces himself first, right? As, yes. as he probably should. And immediately following that, he's talking about Christ and giving the, the I'll say the bona fides, the certifications, qualifications of why Christ has preeminence, right? Yes. And, and is the foundation which everyone is building on. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday, right? But how we build, and we just covered it again in 1 Corinthians, right? How we build upon it matters. We should not approach this carelessly or uh, I'll say haphazardly, right? Yes. There, there should be a, a reverence and a diligence given by all who build on it, right? Yes. Uh, I don't think anyone lives, wants us to live in a straw house, mm-hmm. right? Or even a gold or silver house, especially knowing that it's going to be tested by fire, right? Yes. But the fire isn't bad, right? There's, there's the refining element of fire as well, which is what was covered in Corinthians, right? We are being refined, perfected, purified, as we'll cover here later in Romans, so we can reach the measure of the fullness of the stature of Christ, Right? Conform, being conformed to his image. It matters. But again, it starts with Christ. And we can only enter in through Christ. Right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can, can go to the Father except through him. Right? Yes. And there are many who are called, but those whom he called, he chose. And Paul is here saying, look, you're you're all called. So in other words, the Lord chose you to be saints, to be a part of Him, to be re-received or I'll say recollected in the heavenly community when we depart this life, right? The land of the living, as it's called. That's ultimately what the Lord wants. But what we do and how we approach it matters. And by it, I mean 
the calling and the walk which the Lord has given us, the race that he set before us to run. It matters. We can't do it our own way. We must do it his way and in accordance with his will and his plan for us and for our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't quite seen it. And as you're talking about this, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing this a little differently. Um, okay. As we come into verse 4, um, it, it, especially in relationship to what you're talking about, the foundation for everything else that's going to be happening further on in this book. And so um, Paul is not saying that Jesus is the Son of God by his testimony. Correct. Mm-hmm. He's saying Jesus is the Son of God by the testimony of the resurrection. So it's not a person who's declaring him to be the Son of God. It's actually the irrefutable action of the resurrection that's here. I mean, that's what I'm hearing from this. Well, and let's look at that a little carefully, right? It says... He is declared to be the Son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness. And then it says, by the resurrection from the dead, right? So so let's let's go back. So yes, it is bit. by the spirit and by the resurrection. But yes, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. by faith. So I'll say faith, but declared by the Lord and then confirmed with signs and wonders, with miracles, right? Right, but it's not Paul's word is what I was No, exactly. Right. And it's what's exactly. interesting is that the way that Paul is using that, to me, what I'm hearing from that is that... Um, he, I think that he was saying that he didn't believe anybody was would have any doubt as to whether the resurrection occurred, right? So it, it at that point in time, that wasn't even a consideration to the audience whether or not the resurrection occurred or not, because we're still so new in the resurrection happening. You know, we we have a tendency, I think, to believe that you know it, it's it's up for debate whether it happened, but I think it was pretty well known in that region that you know i mean because there was a lot going on when christ was right, right? The graves were opened up and all, i mean all, all kinds of stuff happened it was not like <laughs> this this little yeah. this right. little movie where on a hill where there's a couple people were hanging out mm-hmm. jesus died and then and a couple days later the stone was gone and three people saw it i mean it was, <laughs> right that's right. a possibility right. yep yeah hundred, he well, said hundreds say, that a, he was seen by hundreds of people afterwards right, absolutely right but even at the that moment other people saw their loved ones like raised from yes. the dead right right they, were, yes tombs have been open people walk yeah. i'm just saying it's just interesting to me the the what i'm what i'm hearing and i'm not trying to you know say this thus says the lord but you know he's not even offering like the resurrection's up for debate no not at like, all this is just like a matter of fact that everybody knows about well mm. and he's confirming christ proclamation of being the son of god yes through the act yes and yeah. also by the spirit but just Exactly, but through the act, not by his personal testimony. No, 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 not right. Paul's personal testimony. But he right. does here's what talk the about his says. personal testimony and stuff. But he's not yes. right. just when he talks nope. about his apostleship. He goes, "Well, I had an experience." I'm paraphrasing, but he notes his own experience that he had with the Lord, where he met the Lord and was converted, even though it was outside of the time and season that the other disciples walked with him. So he he does state that. But you're right, he's talking about this is what the Holy Spirit confirmed, and here's the evidence to prove it. And but not in a debating kind of way. Yeah, the debating part. Yeah, that's yeah. So, yeah you're not debating me about this, right? Because no, 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 I'm not. I'm not stating this. This is why it's true. The word, Absolutely. the proof speaks for itself, if yeah. you will. But yeah. but you see that. Uh, I'll, let's look at it in this way as well. Right, the same thing that he describes. Well, he first starts with himself, right? And he says where his apostleship comes from, right? It didn't come from himself. He said, because he's a bondservant of Christ, 
and as a result of that, he is called, or Christ, in other words, Christ is saying, you're an apostle. The Lord is saying that he, Paul, is an apostle of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. And in the same way, he's saying, Jesus is the foundation, mm-hmm. right? This is who Jesus is. He is Christ. He is our Lord, right? Not by Paul, not by anyone else, but by the spirit of holiness. And then here are the signs and, and proof, right? The miracles mm-hmm. and wonders that confirm what the spirit is saying, right? In the mm-hmm. same way, Paul in other places defends his apostleship. And he's like, hey, I'm called by the Lord. And I'll come in power and authority. In other words, you'll see signs and wonders. And Jesus had the same testimony. If you don't believe me, the words that I speak, then believe the signs and the wonders, right? They were sent together. It demonstrates, the, it glorifies the Lord, but it also demonstrates his power and authority manifested, confirming the words that he was saying. But then one other thing I want to bring up, and that's this. While Paul wasn't debating... I, I do, or if we look at all these other epistles that he writes, there is the aspect where he does combat Gnosticism, right? And, and I believe we even covered some of it in Corinthians, where he's writing and saying, hey, look, there, uh, and this is, again, we'll go back, yes, Corinthians, he's writing about this, to the Corinthians, which I believe is where he was at while he was writing this letter to the Romans. And, and he brings up this point about... Um, you must believe in the resurrection, right? That that is the the hinge point, if you will, of our faith. Right. Because if the resurrection happened, then what are we doing here? So the the difference in what he was saying was he he was telling them in Corinthians that some of them believed that the resurrection had already passed. Right. So they weren't debating the Christ's resurrection, but that they would be raised in, from the dead with him at some point. That they would be raised up together. So the the Gnosticism and the the other people that were saying, oh, you guys already missed it. You know, the resurrection's already happened. What's the point? Cast off restraint and yes. live live your life however you want to. So in this in this aspect, and even in Corinthians, Christ um Christ's resurrection was never debated. It was never um it, it's matter of fact. But in Corinthians, he was talking to them about we have hope as people of God that we will be raised again with the Lord. So we should continue to have hope that, and that's our hope. We, we know Jesus has been raised from the dead, but the hope is that we will be saved and brought back together with him. And at the, in our final stages of this natural life, or as we enter into eternal eternity, we will be raised again with him. So, um, I, I think you guys are saying the same thing, and I, I appreciate yes. that. You know, uh, everybody knows Jesus was raised from the dead. It's kind of the, the perspective that he has here, and then also in Corinthians, co- um, consoling them right. and commending them to re- remember and realize that we too will be raised again. Exactly to ha- walk the walk with the Lord Jesus Christ into eternity, so and not just the whole point was mm-hmm. just to, to bring that up in full mm-hmm. and discuss mm-hmm. it here in full, like to clarify Amen. so there's no confusion, right? Amen, honey. Uh, we shouldn't. No, Christ's resurrection is not up for, for debate Absolutely. or discussion like that happened. That's, that is, again, the hinge point of our faith. Mm-hmm. But we didn't miss the resurrection. We That's will right. also be resurrected to our glorified state Likewise. or body. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Regardless of when we transition from this earth. Right, because that would make us the most pitiful creations. That, that's what Paul says, the most pitiable among all people if we have no hope of us being raised together with mm-hmm. him again. Because um, that would be, what's the point? Absolutely. So just 
just to clarify, right? Mm-hmm. We were discussing in full. Christ's resurrection is not up for debate, and we also will be resurrected when we transition. Mm-hmm. And who he is and who he claimed to be as a son of God wasn't up for debate either. That's right. right. And, and right. Paul is just right. stating it plainly here. Because you, you said it in context of the foundation. Yes. That's why I thought it was so important. That's why I think it jumped out at me when you were explaining mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Everything else I'm teaching you now is coming into this. As a result of this this Jesus is this the son of God. Amen. Yes. And that's not up for debate. (laughs) Not at all. That's why he says, here's a testimony Mm -hmm. of the Lord, and here's the signs and wonders that confirm it. Mm -hmm. And and you see that that pattern, if you will, throughout the entirety of Scripture, Old and New Testament. Mm -hmm. Right? Whether it's a prophetic word given, and then you see the, or whether you see the results immediately, or the the signs, the wonders following immediately, or if it took time. But Mm -hmm. there's always the signs and wonders that will confirm the Lord's word, to accomplish his plan, his purpose mm-hmm. in all the earth. And I just want to, to leave this as the last note and to rem- remind everyone and for us to remember that the Holy Spirit, when he speaks, he always points us to Jesus Christ. Amen. When he spoke in the Old Testament, when he spoke in the New Testament, and when he's speaking now, he always points us to Jesus Christ as being the way, the truth, and the life, Lord and Savior only. Mm-hmm. Thank you, honey. It's a great. As in there's no other. There is no other. Amen. <laughs> All right. And on that, let's pause there for today. And okay. we'll resume tomorrow, or next time. All right? So, got to get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please. Yes, I will. All right, Layla. Lord, I just thank you for today, Lord, and for your truth, and, your, and that your truth sets us free, Lord, and that we can find freedom in your name, Lord, and freedom in you, Lord, that we are no longer prisoners and bound by the works of the enemy, Lord, or tricked or deceived, but we can see clearly, Lord, and the light of you, Lord, and we can see mm-hmm. things accurately and hold them in the light for what they are, Lord, and we just glorify you, Lord, and honor you for your magnificence, Lord, and for your awesome works and wonders, Lord. And I thank, thank you for God. teaching us, Lord, and, conti- and continuing to teach us, Lord, and guide us and mature us, Lord, and grow us in the areas that we need growth in, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.